Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, bakers and my patron peeps, it's time to proof some bread, ba- ba- proof, proof some bread for bed, not in bed. Proof A proof drawer is like a bed, is a proof drawer a bed for bread? Well, maybe we'll talk about that during the intro. Thanks for the support, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed and turn out the lights and press play. We're going to do the rest. What we're going to attempt to do is create a, or what I'm going to, what I'm going to attempt to do for you is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. It could be thoughts, you know, things on your mind that you're thinking about, uh, feelings, anything, anything coming up for you, you know, emotions from the past, the present, and the future related to those thoughts or to something else. Could be physical sensations. Changes in time or temperature or routine. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'd like to keep you company and take your mind off of that. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night here. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. So I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to get mixed up. I'm going to misspeak like that. I'm I'm going to, you know, I'm going (laughs) to stumble on my words. I'm going to try to smooth and pat this uh, safe place. And I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. Use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. I may have already repeated myself. Repetitive words. Uh, are all words repetitive? Because we always use words. You say, you know what's not repetitive? Silence. Unless it's the sound of silence repeating itself. Uh, you know what's repetitive? One hand clapping, because it may not make a sound, but you have, if it's, if it's, it's a verb, it's a hand, it's a hand of the object of the verb or the subject. What is the subject of that verb? Or the object, because you say there is no object. I say, tell that to the hand that's clapping. The object, well, it's a metaphor, I guess. Are we objectifying objectifying that? Uh, I would say it is a repetitive sound, even though there's not a sound being made. Like the hand, in order to to be one hand clapping it does have to be multiple claps it can't be just one hand clapped uh what about one hand clomping or one yeah well one horse could clomp i guess you say well that would make a sound is it a clomp or a clomp a clop uh, i guess it's one horse does any animal clomp i guess it's clopping cloppity clop right how did we get from how did we get here? That's what I ask myself every day. And then I remind myself, wherever we are, we're here together. And it's important that I go off topic and get mixed up because I'm here for you to keep you company and put you to sleep. And that's the main message I try to get across in the this intro or one of the main messages. Uh, you're important and your sleep is important. 
And that's why I want to help with it. Now, this podcast is very different. It's not for everybody. Rarely works on the first try because it's so different. And it is an acquired taste. Like you said, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm de- Scoots, sometimes I prefer one hand to clapping to you talking. And I'd say, we must, you must know me in my personal life then because I've heard that before. And in my story, even in the stories, the characters talk to me that way. Totally understandable. You should see the emails I get, uh, but uh, you say, but sometimes I prefer a clop, sometimes a clomp. Uh, and you say, what's the difference between a clop and a clomp? In my mind, well, a clop is much more, not a harsh sound. I would say it to idealize and objectify clopping. I hope, I hope to goodness that's so the actual word of a horse hoof. And it's say, okay, no shoe, if it's whatever's the best for the horse, but I'm saying this is an objectifying, idealized situation. I don't know if one of those, like, uh, Greek-Roman philosophers, I remember I had, uh, took, uh, tried to, I took a philosophy class way, because I said they were talking about the idea of forms or perfection or something, and I started banging on my desk. This was sophomore philosophy. And I said, this is a desk. Uh, how can there be an idealized version of a desk? Uh, and everybody was laughing. I was dead serious. Uh, it was actually a question that I was confused about. But after class, everybody said, I can't believe you did that. And they said, but I, don't, I still don't understand. And I said, that's when I, one of the times I realized I'm not an intellectual, and that's fine. But an idealized plopping would be cobblestone, like, at night with, a fir- like, a certain level of mist. Uh, clomping is a much softer sound. Maybe there's clomping around. Like, you could be on rug or some sort of bog or, like, a, you know, mud, not quite mud. Mud would be more of a slop, sloppity slop. Uh, but a clop is softer where a clop is much, I don't want to say harsher because it's not harsher, uh, but you know, it's a clear clop, clop, clomp. The, the M does it, says it all. I don't have to say it, I guess, because uh, the M says it for me. Anyway, where were we? Oh, saying, <laughs> anyway, where were we? I was saying your sleep is important. And that's why I make the show because you deserve a good night's sleep or a bedtime you don't have to dread or. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, because if you get this rest you need that you deserve, your life's going to be a little bit better and a little bit more manageable. And that's the most important thing. Period. End of story. You deserve a good night's sleep. If I can help you with that or sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you as other sleep podcasts and stuff. Uh, if you find something that helps you get the rest you need and says, oh, and I can look forward to bedtime or at least I don't dread bedtime because I got that sleep podcast to listen to. That's why I'm here. That's why I make this show because our, like, it just makes the world a better place to live in with more rested, flourishing people. And the other side of it is I know how it feels, uh, tossing, turning. If I had all of those things, uh, I mean, I'm a person who spends their time like still wondering why? What was I thinking? How come I don't understand? Uh, I don't know if that was which of those philosophers that was, but it still never made any sense to me. And then there's, I guess, a layer of me now. I'm grown up. I don't mind that I was unintentionally hilarious. Uh, 
I guess I've learned the power of just being myself. But in class, I would have, I was a little bit like, wait, did I embarrass myself? I was just, uh, I didn't understand what the teacher was trying to explain. And I felt strong, strongly about my misunderstanding. So I was pounding on a desk asking, if the desk serves a function, how can there be a perfect form or whatever? I don't even know. I may not even be portraying my own ignorance in the correct way. So anyway, what was my point? Oh, I'm I'm here to put you to sleep. Now, a few other things if you're new to know. This podcast, it doesn't really put you to sleep. It's here to keep you company, whether you're awake or asleep. I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, your boar bud. And keep you company, and then you can fall asleep whenever you want. You don't have to listen to me. So that's the other thing. This is a podcast that doesn't put you to sleep, and you don't really listen to it. You can. Like, I'm here to keep you company all the way to the end, or back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back episodes. That's my job. But I keep you company in a way that paying attention or listening is optional. Obviously, you say... These aren't great questions. The difference between a clop and a clomp and a hand, one hand clapping. I think you're, you, someone, some, someone would say, I think you're missing the point with that one hand clapping, Scoots. And I'd say, that's what, that's what I do best. I miss the point. I go right around that point and go by, you know, eventually I get back to it. Uh, but by the time I got back there, I was like, is this the point I was trying to meander around? So podcasts that you don't listen to and don't fall asleep to. So those are very different. Again, takes some getting used to. Hundreds of thousands of people have said, took me two or three tries before I became a super fan of this pod. First loathed it. This is even, I'd say we've probably gotten over a thousand people, maybe even to the 10,000s that said, first I loathed you in the podcast. Then a year or two later, gave it another shot. Now, been listening four or five years, and I'm a patron. Now, there's people that loathe and never come back. Totally understand that. That's what sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank yous for. What else you need to know? Structure of the podcast is very intentional and very different, but you can adjust as you become a, a regular listener. So the structure of the show is built around the goals of the show. But it can be repurposed and used in your own special way. But here's how the show is structured and why. Starts off with a greeting. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So you get greeted and you get welcomed in. You feel seen, I hope. Then there's support for the show and support for the listeners. Because you might need some extra support right now. And the show needs support. So it can come out twice a week for free. So anybody can listen whenever they need it. The sponsors and the patrons enable us to do that. Then there's an intro. So the intro's from around know, six or eight minutes in the show till 20, 25 minutes into the show. And it's just me ineffectively explaining what the podcast is and going off topic for a little while while I do that. And kind of naturally or being, you know, playing with what comes up in my mind, clopping, clapping, what was the other one? Clomping. Here's the thing with a clop. A, a, a clomp uh, would be do would be do a clump would cause a clomp would cause a clop to become a clomp. Uh, clump, clomp, and then you step on a clump. It makes a cl- clump, clump, a clomp, a clomp, uh, a clomp. 
uh, Isor, <laughs> that makes me think of Isor, clump, clump, clump. Uh, he said, are you conjugating something? I say, just madness. Uh, yeah, I'm the first person to conjugate. They say, actually, no, none of those words. But I say, okay, thank you. So, oh, structure the show. That's what I was trying to explain, right? Oh, the intro. So for a lot of new listeners or people that don't like the podcast, they say, what is this nonsense? First, you like have support for the show. Then you talk about nothing for 20 minutes. And is it self-indulgent? Is it? No, it's a show within a show. Kind of like an intermediary part of the bedtime show where you could either get ready for bed or start to wind down. Maybe do some other activity before you get in bed or while you're in bed. The intro is the ease into bedtime because for me, I can't just go to sleep. It's just a fact. I need an hour. I, I definitely need an hour to an hour and a half in order to get to sleep. It's just like uh, what I've gotten used to. And if I build it into my schedule, uh, yeah, it's not fair. Yeah, it's not a convenience exactly. Uh, but that's what works for me. And so having an intro that's uh, like a part of that. Uh, Maybe a little bit shorter routine for you. Hopefully the podcast as an intermediary part. It helps with that. But it's like, uh, so some people are asleep and that's great for them. They look so cute. But a lot of other people are getting ready for bed or doing something chill or just sitting around listening. So the intro is just a part of that. Uh, you could fall asleep during it, but the show's in it, like designed a little bit more intentionally but you could repurpose the podcast however you want there's thousands of patrons that listen to story only episodes so there's uh, two or three percent of people that skip ahead and start the show at 20 or 30 minutes so those are all options as you become a regular listener but that's why the intro goes on and on and on and seems so sense it is it's a senselessness that serves a purpose then there's more support for the show Again, the show takes a lot of work to sound this dull, believe it or not. And so to keep it free and coming out twice a week, that's the sponsors and the patrons. And then there's the story. Tonight we'll be covering uh, Bread Week of Great British Bake Off and uh, talking about that. And if you've never seen it or you're a super fan... Either way, it, it'd be like a bit like a bedtime story with too many details and not enough sense. You, you, so you can kind of sleep to it or it can keep you company. These are very popular episodes, though, but I think that's just because of the nature of the show and how soothing it is in, its, in, a, in, a, in and of itself. And then there's the thank yous at the end of the podcast. So that's the structure of the show. That's why I make it. And I'm really glad you're here. Like I said, I really hope this podcast can help help you out and help you fall asleep. Or if you need a break during the day, the podcast can be there for you. But the only way to do that is to try and give it a try. And even on the first try, I don't expect you not to have skepticism or doubt or even mild irritation because this is very different. Uh, it's not a normal show, and I'm very different. I'm an acquired taste. But just give yourself a chance and then, yeah, give the show two or three tries. After three tries, if it doesn't work, try another one of the sleep podcasts on the website, I said. Uh, or just search in your podcast app or try another type of audio. But I'm glad you're here. I work really hard. I yearn and I strive. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do this for you for free twice a week. 
All right, Baker's Bread Week's back like B- Backstreet was, and it starts with a like a sepia f- a film. Noel's pushing a bike. Sandy's doing some voiceover. Noel's not riding the bike. Then he is. A bike full of uh, bread. Bread falls out. Uh, and Sandy says, I'm, why am I doing the voice in your head? Uh, and he says, it's a little, he goes, you're doing it good. Uh, and to set up bread week, uh, then they do the teaser, you know, where things don't go well. So you could be, you know, ready. Some subtle uh, giggles. Uh, never baked a dragon before. And, of course, you know, Fumbling Hands, I love featuring that. Then the theme music plays, and we're talking about, what are we talking about? Uh, oh, that's Basket Week. That was my other notes. Let's get to this one. Uh, Bread Week. Collection 5, Episode 3. I think it was like Season 9. First, this is the first season on Channel 4, I think. Nolan Sandy are sharing some bread on a wall. Talking bread. Noel says he's, he's pretending to be a street urchin. Toodle pip, uh, everyone. We get a drone shot, and everybody's walking down the stairs, across the grass, into the tent. Winter coats on. Talking heads. Sophie, bread not my forte. Julia loves bread. Flo's been making bread for 40 years. Uh, Stacy says, you know, I don't make bread for Mr. Paul Hollywood. Steven says, I wouldn't mind being star baker three weeks in a row. And the team comes out morning bakers, 12 tea cakes, which may be our first piece of alliteration that I remember noticed enriched dough. Uh, let's see. Sir hive. Oh, so everybody's walking and talking heads. Don't make it for Paul Hollywood. 12 tea cakes, jazz sugar, oh, jazz singer. On your marks, get set, bake. Uh, nervous, uh, everybody's not, something for tea cakes. Fingers crossed, enriched dough, extra. Enriched dough means it has extra butter, which inhibits the yeast rise or something. Inhibits the yeast, uh, sugars and fruit can do that. So you got to prove it wrong longer, according to Prue. I also drew a picture of her necklace, which has like uh, three circles, a black ball, a larger yellow ball than a circle. And it matches her, her uh, dress that she's wearing. And it actually gives it some pop. Like, I wouldn't even think of, like, I don't, like, I never am aware of accessorizing or whatever, but... uh I don't know. It does make it visually more interesting. And actually, to to talk to Paul about Paul, he has a shirt on and it has a little stripe on his pocket, which also adds something. So whoever's doing this, whether they're dressing themselves or there's someone on set, uh, well done. Uh, Blueberry, cinnamon, cardamom, sticky buns or something. This is what Kate's working on. Blueberry buns, blueberry compote. I made some of that. Cinnamon butter. She has to restart those. Her hob turned off. Uh, I said, hob. Uh, Liam, tell us about your tea cake. Uh, that's alliteration two. Why? Tell us about your tea cake, maybe? Uh, with the, t- the t- Even though it's spread out. Uh, yeah, still, I like it. And he's never had a tea cake. Uh, 
but something that is remotely similar as his Nan's Jamaican Easter bun. Cur- something raisins and stout. Uh, is it curry? Uh, Jamaican roots, uh, cherries and raisins and stouts. That he's just old enough to drink, they say. What kind of texture? Tea cake texture. That was good alliteration. And he did it on himself. Like without, That was without a writer. And I just like that. I like. I feel like I. I, I like understand that he and Stacy both have different interactions with Paul, that are not easy. But Liam, like Stacy, reminds me more of me, where Liam reminds me of what I would uh, aspire to be, which is more playful and confident and carefree, and having fun with it. Very nice. Yes. Yeah. Is this Yan? Nice. Nice. No. This is a. Tea cake texture, Dutch Nordic tea cake. James, that's who that is. He they show his to do list. I said the pause on his to do list. Now you got to go back. Uh, I'm talking so slow that uh, the uh, things are in front of me. Uh, but he makes a list of everything he ever wants to bake. Uh, looks like he's in his office. I said, wait a second, bakes that I want. Maybe he's just starting his to-do list, and they made it look like it was, uh, I mean, that's the kind of thing that happens behind the scenes. He winked at the camera, too. Okay, I'm doing the old play pause, play pause. Uh, yeah, no, the other stuff is actually, no, no, fennel cake, corrugate, uh, something, botanicals to work with, tray bake. Okay, so that maybe bakes this week, uh, something rhubarb cake. If this is his house, he's got quite the board going. So uh, maybe in the future, or was that, did they already do a tray bake? Was that last week? Uh, no, that was a biscuit week last week. So soon it'll be cake week, maybe. Um, poor cousin of a hot cross bun. Oh, yeah, he doesn't like, James does not like tea cakes. Him and Paul have a disagreement. Uh, and Paul, uh, Sandy says, stop with your anti-Scandinavian nonsense. Uh, and we talk about kneading time. It creates the gluten, which gives the bread its strength and structure. Anger in the dough. So uh, Julia's talking about that. But, like, put your anger into the dough. But she doesn't do that. She puts her love into the dough. I love my dough. She's doing Earl Grey tea cakes. Don't rush. Who needs panic? Nobody. I think I just saw some that said toasted tea cakes, but I didn't write that down. Sophie, she got her own kitchen after because she was in the military, and then she, now she's a stunt woman or a stunt woman trainee, and she's making it based on leftovers. Tajine. She started baking six years ago when she left the army, mess behind, and got her own kitchen. Tajin tea cakes is actually a uh, kind of alliteration sumac. Uh, Noel has this playful interaction about stunt falls and rolls and how do you learn that at stunt school? And he's kind of f- f- like, he loves it. Uh, she goes, well, you learn it in uh, military too, or no, uh, judo, judo or taekwondo. Let me see. Oh, judo break fall. He goes, yeah, comedy school, first day you learn banana skin. He, like, I don't know if he writes that stuff or how he, like, he's so natural. 
but he is like very inquisitive, playful on the show. I mean, I can see in him and I think him and I haven't watched in the new seasons, so this isn't good, like a without Sandy. So, but I don't know. I think they have a good balance. Uh, gloppy mess, still silky ball, prove Stephen Holiday in Greece. Uh, he's proven it. Oh, he calls it proving drawer Holiday in Greece. Uh, and then he goes, he's going through recipe books with his family. He's making a Madras cocktail tea cakes, vodka butter. Uh, then we have Yan on a scooter. And she, like, bumped her chin, and then her and Noel have an interaction about that. He says, were you on a moped? She goes, no, scooter. He says, a children's scooter? I'd love to see these production, like, writing meetings. Uh, Stuart falls, talking roll. Oh, then he says, you should learn some stunt falls, like, uh, from uh, Sophie. She says, oh, like, tuck and roll? And he goes, you're edgy, Ann. Edgy Ann. So edgy. Everything makes Flo nervous. Uh, she also shows she's doing some, like, something at home. She says, there it is, the Elvis Presley quiff. It looked like it was in whipped cream. It's time for the first prove. Uh, then you put the fruit in and you shape your bun. Some people are rolling it up uh, and then kneading it again. And it go, this kind of gets repeated, but you want to keep the fruit in the middle, or, or that was, like, the strategy offered by the judges and some of the bakers because if the fruit's on the outside it could like go beyond a brown and get like a little bit too uh cooked uh tea cake not the same in scotland this is tom talking about that uh they show him swimming in it. there's plenty of locks just for tom to swim in in scotland though it looked cold. He was in a wetsuit, and he came out cold of his locks. I said, I'd love to live there and swim in the locks until I saw how cold it was. And I said, uh, okay, maybe not. Uh, I love swimming. Uh, and I don't mind cold water with hot air or uh, hot water with cooler air, warm water, but not, uh, you know, then uh, fruit is something. Fruit Hitler handling Stacy Xmas cranberry milk on top. Her and Paul Paul gives her shade. Says you're putting milk on the top and not an egg wash. Then what does it say? Oh, sixty tea cake minutes. So sixty tea caking minutes left. I just saw Kate say what could go wrong. Second prove how to starch or how to starch. Uh, Oh, how to stack everything. Uh, Stephen is proving in an oven more waiting and pacing and music. So with bread week, there's a lot more sitting around because you have to wait for the bread to prove. Uh, also, the timing on all of these is very critical because if you uh, underprove it or underbake it, then you're toast. A cake, a sense, a peel, a to- torch, 30 minutes. I don't know what that is. That's probably Sandy. Right meant, uh, right moment going in. Not long enough. Uh, crack on. Egg wash or mil- milk wash. Uh, Stephen is sunk. His, because his, his, I think, overproved and then collapsed, which is another thing they warned about. Yeah, 60 good tea caking minutes left. Sandy just said on my. Tape that's running.
15 minutes, 160 degrees, coming out, waiting. It's raining multiple times this episode outside. Liam's worried. A minute. Big music. Uh, last minute. So, yeah, everybody's trying to figure out how to stack. I guess we put it in the oven, overproved it, though. Uh, I saw Tom help Stacy uh, step away from your tea cakes. Uh, then we have Kate go. So then the, this is the judging. Small, more buns, E3. Oh, take, taste terrific. Uh, good fruit, but overbaked, uh, but taste terrific. Uh, that may have been our third or fourth or fifth alliteration. I put the third, but I don't think it was. James, I have a trouble remembering James's name for some reason. Great texture, baking, uh, something tastes fantastic. Uh, Liam, so James did really well in this one, but I don't think he gets any credit later on. Liam, no fruit outside, not baked, not good. Uh, flow, any salt in there? No, bland, not enough. Bland, more fruit, too low. I don't know what that means either. Sophie melts good. <laughs> no. Maybe the mold is good. Quite like it. More spice lacks flavor. Smells good. That's what that says. Uh, Tom, clever. No fruit. Dough, excellent. Closest to a tea cake. Uh, Stacy, bake, okay. Good tea cake. Milk's a problem, but decent. Uh, because Paul does have to be right, except even unless he's making a joke uh, that makes him look better. I like Paul, but I can see. I guess I don't like that. The the. I guess you need some conflict, though. Even sleep podcasts and baking shows need some sort of conflict. Uh, Julia, Philly of fruit, plenty of fruits, spices, yes, uh, flavor good. Waterproof, more proof, underproved, underproved though. Yan, a little dodgy, flavor nice, beautiful chutney. Steven, not your, not your favorite hour, not your finest hour, but Prue loved his cocktail or the vodka butter. Was that this one, vodka butter? Uh, then we go to the talking heads. Let's see what they say. After this one, James's Nordic tea cakes. He brews a sigh of relief. A lot of bread pressing. Um, I guess a tea cake would probably be good if it's an enriched dough. I don't know. Can you have a whole or partially whole grain tea cake? Because I guess if I'm having something on a regular basis, it's like, uh, okay, so Steven says negative feedback finally. He's got his jacket and a flannel on outside and an apron. Liam's got his apron on. My By far my worst bake. Uh, got to get top three in technical. Julia relieved. Definitely looking forward to the technical. Tom, for someone who never had a tea cake, I'm pretty happy. Closest thing so far. Pretty good. Stacy, I'd like him to say, and you nailed it. Uh, that's really what I'm looking for. Someone to say you nailed it. Uh, hasn't happened yet. See a fish in the pond. And we go to the next one. The Great British Bake or Great British Bread. What do they say here? 
great, another classic in the great British bread world. Uh, technical challenge, Sandy says. She's got a butterfly shirt on. Paul, any words of wisdom? Make it perfect, basically. All right, lovelies, off you go. And uh, they're going to go drag racing. Paul drag race, the pun to end all puns. Everybody cracks up at that. Uh, technical challenge is a cottage loaf. I would like to make this for, like, Thanksgiving or Christmas. But I guess you'd have to make a choice in case the first one doesn't come out good. Uh, PM per max are two and a half hours. Uh, lovely, jubbly, uh, daunting flavors outside. And then we go to Paul and Peru. There's a lot of, uh, there's two, there's more than, there's a lot of, uh, subtext or, uh, stuff in this episode. Uh, and I watched, yeah, it was like, uh, some moments of uh, interesting, uh, when you're watching it with your daughter. Uh, nail biting rant. Is that what that says? Paul nail biting? No, that can't be right. Uh, make the dough. Good, even color Paul wants. Slashes all around. The key point is bonding the top with the bottom so the top doesn't fall off or blow off when it's baking. Uh, rubbing in the lard. That's what James says. Talking dough. Kneading, knackered muscles, time management, window pane test, a lot more rain. Uh, make a dose all we get. First proof, do it. Uh, 40 minutes. Uh, let's see, sloppy dough. Never made one before. Rubbing in the lard. I said that 45, double in size. Uh, waking, waiting sucks. Uh, Stacy and Noel prove it. Uh, let's see what that is. Flo says she's made one before, but the top came off when she made it. Uh, get some kneading going. Like I said, people are knackered. Meanwhile, outside, take out the wheel. Take out we. Don't know. Wonky ball. Don't want wonky balls of dough. Then there's a loaf assembly scene with stress. Uh, It looks like two snowball people cutting the dough, culling the dough outside. Noel plays, he plays on one time check, he plays teacups, uh, breaks a teacup, which is pretty funny. And right now everybody's proving for 40 minutes. So that was at 40 minutes. Some people are up an hour, Stephen. Liam 45, uh, uh, everybody's explaining, oh, you want it to double in size, and now waiting, and no one's relaxed while they're waiting. Stacy Noel, how's bread week going? You like bread. I love bread. Don't Do know what a cottage loaf is. Uh, but Noel says, you said like, you, uh, yeah, you said it like you weren't telling the truth. Oh, I've made it before. I've made one. And he says, prove it. I don't even know if he was doing a pun about the proving drawers. Then they moonwalk out. Uh, let's see. So he broke the two teacups. Uh, Yan says, mine is starting to look like BB-8. Not BB-88, though. Uh, guy. Oh, that's the guy's James. I put guy because I didn't know. Look ball. Look back. Steamage. Stacy says, I like that. In the oven. 170. 
hug the door, 35 minutes, fingers crossed. And there's like everybody, a lot of people are watching their ovens while baked. It's really only making, this is like a single thing. Like the complexities in its simplicity almost. Uh, uh, I guess these ones have been a little bit more crafty because then they had the um, fortune cookie again, which is like simple. But it, like for me, I would have never, I would have been toast because I wouldn't have been able to ever figure out the geometric part of it, even if I got the dough right. Uh, I think James's bottom or Stephen, somebody's bottom bread eating the top of my bread. Oh, no, it was James, because then he says, inside I'm crying. Rain, not a good sign. All about not being the worst is what Stacy says. Five minutes of left, left, uh, stress and music, high temperatures. People are kicking their oven up because they only have a few minutes of left. Uh, blossoms not cooked. Uh, Tick, 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 tock, or tick, 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 uh, click, click. Oh, yeah, everybody does, like, different things. Uh, like, one person says tick, 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 and then I'm not sure if it's Flo or Julia does, like, a click, click, click with their tongue. Time is up. Classic cottage loaf. E, is that E3, E4? Did I already say that? Uh, and then we go to the judging. And let's see. I don't know, like the or like uh, I think I thought Julia was first, but I didn't. I put numbers instead. Uh, um, let's see, but a uh, good r- r- something bottom rounded, underbaked but good flavors. Rounded bottom. That's somebody. It's called like like whoever uh, turns out is really good. Uh, yeah, but Julia was first. Hers is shaped perfectly. A little bit of decoration, which is good. Number two is Stacy. Nice shape. I like the cuts. Baked crispy. Something something good. Salisbury loaf. Uh, that's not it. Uh, properly pushed together. She knew Paul's technique to, to like keep it stuck together. Let's have a look inside. It's baked. It's crispy. Big loaf. You can have a nice crust. Satisfactory. That was the word I couldn't read. Flow. Not risen at all. Soft. Uh, needs more time in the oven. Tom. Uh, something crisp. But ten more minutes in the oven, probably. Or rising. Uh, Liam. Proportions right. Flavors good. Uh, Kate, she didn't balance hers out, so it, uh, kind of fell off there. Sophie, shape good, underbaked, it's a wet loaf. Uh, 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 James, I put guy again, too wet, uh, his loaf was not baked enough or too much water. Uh, Stephen, proven right, quite light, flavor good. Don't, but let, let something this one. Taut, but flat, flat, flat. Let's see here. Right now they're on the wet low from Sophie. James is uh, thing, whole thing merged together, they say. You've lost the top. Big cob. Doesn't look like a cottage loaf at all. Steven's very neat. Oh, they like the flower in his too. 
Oh, yeah. Who's next? Oh, no, that's the rankings. Uh, so did I miss people? Oh, no, just Steven. Oh, Tom, maybe that's who I missed. I don't know. There's Ian. Color's good. Oh, she was the last. Uh, pancake sitting on top of a cob. Bit tough, a bit flat, and uh, she nods, and they scan everybody. Now they rank. Uh, Kate is the last. Uh, James, Yan, Flo, Sophie, Liam, Tom, Stephen, Julia, and Stacy comes in first. Uh, so she's happy because they do talking heads. Uh, she puts her hands above her head, smile, big smile and laughter. So her spirit's high, very strong shaping, very good. Uh, she says, first technical, massive uh, collapse, so excited. James wasn't a good look. Uh, wasn't surprised I wasn't, I was surprised I wasn't last. Kate says, what a disaster. Uh, Steven says, redemption. Flo says, I'm confident. I don't know what way the dough's going to go. And Liam says, I got to smash it tomorrow. It's what I got to do. And I'll be fine. Confident, know your bake. Uh, smash it. It's all I got to do. Then they walk back in down the stairs. Coats are on. They do another table talk. It's kind of wide open. There's two people for Star Bakers on the bounce. Slowly, uh, I'm in trouble. Julia, Tom, and Stacy doing well. Stacy's a bread queen. Maybe she can prove herself here. And for this one, they say, okay, for the showstopper, it's a color bread, colored bread sculpture, natural, three different naturally occurring colorings. Uh, they do a nice focus pullback outside. Is that what big challenge? Oh, uh, Noel says, channel your inner Jackson Pollock. Three naturally occurring colorings. You could just, somebody's using spinach, parsley, squid ink. You got to make sure you balance them though. Beetroot, turmeric, chocolate. Look, uh, something vibrant color and taste good. That's like Paul and Spruce discussion, I think. Look stunning. Look interesting. Half flow. Concoction, Davy Jones's locker. So, 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 so Flo's making like a, I don't even know, handwriting. This is big. Everybody's doing their prep, uh, kind of talking, you know, they're kicking it off, stay calm, starting to mix different things, naturally occurring colorings, talking about that idea. Beetroot is one to give it a flavor, spinach and parsley. To give it some green, hopefully. Squid ink uh, is another one. All about introducing the balance, Paul says. Beetroot, turmeric, chocolate. Got added in proportions that doesn't inhibit the yeast too much. Impress us, Prue says, look amazing, vibrant color. And it's got to taste good, of course. So then we, oh, drone shot. Flo's working on her squid ink. Uh, they say hello. He says, is that activated charcoal? That's what I was like trying to figure out what I wrote. And she's making a kind of Davy Jones's locker bread sculpture with a squid, a pirate hat, and uh, 
some gold. Uh, and she says, I hope it turns out well. And they, she says, they say, okay, well done, Flo. Good luck. Flo isn't the only one nautical theme. Kate is also doing a uh, Kraken, seaweed, spirulina, uh, smoked garlic and kale, red dulce or something, flavors of the sea tied together. And Liam's doing the ice cream sculpture. One of his is uh, apricot, one of the colorings, beetroot and cocoa. And he has one of the better... uh, Titles, which I forgot here, but I'll, oh, uh, Neapolitan, like ice cream. So he's having strawberry chocolate. It's got cones. Neapolitan. There's one other one that was almost, oh, bag I need. That's Stevens. So Sophie is doing a picnic basket and Italian colorings, apple, beetroot, and some other word I can't read for grapes, uh, tea towel, apples. Picnic basket, let's see here. Oh, pandan powder, cinnamon and walnuts, uh, red beetroot grapes. And she's trying to knead and sort and prepare the doughs. uh, So that's my priority. Julia's doing four breads instead of three. Grass, snail, mushroom. They say, how many times do you practice? She's like, six or seven times. They say, oh, that's not very much. They're joking, I think. Uh, spinach paste or something, red pepper, paprika, and then she's doing this Russian black bread with treacle and malt. That sounds amazing. Like dark rice and stuff like that is my thing, so holy cow. Spinach, cheddar, and bacon, goat's cheese, and onion fillings. Uh, Russian black rye bread stock, uh, James raisin walnut saffron. He's doing a tawny owl and hedgehogs, a hot chocolate chili bread. Uh, then Stacy, she's doing a holla bread, but it's usually overnight bread. So she's like, this will be faster, but it should have good taste. Uh, I was trying to balance the idea that colors versus the flavors and feature colors. And I said, well, flavor is important too. Uh, there's something else about it. I put simp- swimple, swimple. So we'll see what that is. Uh, uh, Tom's doing a bar- burger timer. No. Uh, beetroot, uh, first proof and shaping time. Yeah, Stacy's saying hollow bread I like to prove overnight. It's an ascot hat, bread sculpture, poppy sesame seeds, pesto, and tomato. Uh, let's see. Well, it's Yan. She's doing this uh, dragon, basil, spinach, focaccia, floor. Oh, that was another great piece of alliteration. Oh, yeah, so Tom's having trouble making his flowers. He tries to restart. He's doing a rose centerpiece uh, with yellow and red roses, turmeric, cumin, beetroot. Uh, I think it's beetroot color looks good, and he starts proving it, but he's like, I'm going to try to do it again. And uh, so everybody's trying to prove stuff. Uh, yeah, there we go, the first prove. Uh, Ian is doing some sort of some dough. Let's see. 
Oh, she did. She was using modeling clay or modeling dough, vegetarian basil, the vegetarian dragon, this pumpkin hoard, gluten intolerant unicorn. Noel says uh, that would be funny too. So very creative. Uh, tomato colored pumpkins, sweet and savory toadstools, white chocolate, raspberry, focaccia, floor, parmesan, mushrooms. And Yan's good at, uh, she's got her time management down. She's got an extra 15 minutes built in. And then they say, okay, before you shape your dough, you got to put the ingredients in. Four hours and 15 minutes left, or four hours, 15. I don't know. Everybody's putting their ingredients and making their doughs. Uh, Stephen's saying, I hope I don't disappoint. I got a lot of flavors going on. They go to see him. He's doing a handbag again, a handbag I need. It's going to be a lot extra stuff. Uh, bag I need, a bread sculpture. Really ambitious, a lot of flavors, chocolate and peppermint handle. And they said, well, flavors better be good. He goes, well, yesterday was tough, so uh, I wanted to work his bread and his flavors. Flow breathes out from stress. Uh, Julia starts working on her snail, which uh, I guess already I didn't notice it the first time that it's like uh, it has a certain look to it that they laugh about a lot later. Ian's working on dragon, Tom's shaping his flowers, fiddly dough. Paul watches him. He's like, are you trying to mess with me, man? Staring at me while I'm making my flowers outside. Half yummy, half penny. I don't know what that is. Uh, halfway through, oh, Liam Breeze. And uh, they, they're like, uh, Sandy makes a bunch of jokes about his hair roots. Uh, bread holds, everybody puts their bread, starts putting their bread sculptures in the oven. So, like, I hope these structures don't collapse because uh, that'll make it tough. Uh, never baked a dragon before. Flo's working on the hat. She says it's like a Noddy's hat, not like a pirate's hat. Uh, like a Brick's hat. Uh, what's his name's making? Hedgehogs. Uh, trying to do a pirate's hat looks more like a Noddy's hat. Uh, everybody's looking at their shapes. And, uh, oh, yeah, I didn't see James kind of covers up. This. He, doesn't want his do he wants his dose to brown differently. Flo. Uh, something down and something. One hour left. Uh, Liam's one of his sculptures falls over. He's stressed, but uh, Paul Hollywood tap. Somebody taps the bread. Twenty robes. Twenty roses left uh, for Tom. Yeah, Yan's on her fourth dough. There's different timelines. You know, up and down. You got like everything's baking at different things. Time management is key. Mushroom, focaccia, forest floor. Forced floor is a good alliteration. Focaccia, forest floor. That's a triple alliteration word score, you know. Uh, Noel and Liam, uh, finally 10 minutes left. This is the build phase. Uh, so let's see. Yeah, everybody's putting stuff in the oven, but you only have one oven, so... Uh, everybody's trying to get stuff in and out. You still got to put everything together. Julie's got her mushroom. That looks like a nice piece of bread. She exhales. Uh, forgot you for his floor. 
isn't it? It's nice. Uh, Hall is going in. See you soon. Liam stretches. Uh, he's emotional. And uh, Noel says, you're going to be all right? He goes, I don't know. I mean, uh, I just have to have self-belief. Uh, Liam says, uh, or Noel says, I couldn't boil an egg at your age. And he's like, I'm not sure I could do that. And he laughs. We see a ladybug outside. Ten minutes left. Trouble starts. Now the assembly's going on. And everybody's trying to be very delicate and hope that it doesn't collapse. Uh, a lot of focus right now. A lot of uh, different, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, like bamboo skewers to keep everything together and make it work. Uh, three, two, one, go. Five minutes left. Everybody's like, holy cow. Final touches are going down. Final shaping, the state of me pirate's hat. Uh, Flo's not happy. Uh, but yeah, everybody else is really focused. A lot of close-ups, which has got to make it even harder. And then the time's up. Everybody throws their hands up. Flo's arms are crossed. Uh, place the bakes. Uh, end of the station. We have an outside focus pull from flowers and grass to the tents. And then it's uh, judgment time. Uh, Yan has to go first. They say, it's a pity your dragon wasn't bigger. Like, it's a little small. It's like a baby dragon, but strong flavor is very good. Love the color, but the garlic was too strong. Uh, but hers looked like actually something more realistic that you'd actually see at a bakery. Because even those colors weren't as strong either, like... Uh, Looks very natural and not, uh, in real. Uh, but, uh, yeah, some stuff's not flavored enough, uh, but others is not as, uh, I don't know. They're tough on, tough on her, but not low, like not bottom three tough. Uh, William goes and eat a Paulton. As even as icing, Paul bites in. He's, uh, it's not evenly distributed. The apricots, uh, uh, chocolate and date. Flavors are fantastic. More alliteration. Uh, proving was a bit under. Then James, like the owls, but the hedgehog's not good. Smells good. Uh, walnut and raisin, yeah. Okay, yeah. Saffron's is strong. And it overpowers the raisin and the other stuff. Uh, matcha green tea is too strong as well. I uh, really don't like your flavors, Bruce says. Design's good. Baking's good. So proving's right. You got everything right, but it doesn't taste good. Then Stacy goes, uh, Ascot hat, elegantly done, exquisite. She says, thank you. They cut it up. Uh, we get some reaction shots of Tom. Uh, they start pulling apart. The hall is lovely. Bruce says, taste is all right. Proving's wrong. Needed longer. Strength of the turmeric's overwhelming. The lemon. The design's good. Well executed. But flavors are wrong. She's sad. Uh, and Stephen Bag, I need. Paul says, wow, that's amazing, impressive. Uh, 
but we're going to have to rip it apart because that's fine. They get a couple reaction shots from Stacy and Julia. They eat the first thing, Stephen reaction, and uh, he breathes out. Uh, and then Paul says, this is unbelievable. Uh, delicacy of the crumb, it's focaccia-like, uh, manchego, chorizo. That's a big tick. Uh, then they go to the links of the handbag. Uh, and Bruce says, it's delicious. Uh, it's a perfect breadstick, just curly instead of straight. Uh, then they go for the handle, chocolate peppermint. Paul takes a bite of that. Bruce says it's lovely. Paul says, wow, 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 wow. And then he says, come here for a second. And he pretends that Steven's going to be the host and he's going to be a contestant. And I'll just sit down. And then he says, it's ridiculous uh, in a good way. Then we go to flow. She says, uh, they say, what is this? She goes, Tom Jones's locker. And that everybody has a laughs, a lot of laughs at Tom Jones's locker. And she goes, no, no, Davy Jones is like her. And Flo says, it's ingenious, but clumsy. Too clumsy to come off perfectly. And they say, okay, you got the com- c- colors right, though. Baked well. Uh, kind of like a ciabatta. Is that what you set out to do? And she goes, no. And then Paul says, Flo, you shouldn't have, you should have said yes. Uh, she laughs. Uh, he says the paprika is a little bit strong, uh, too, 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 too overpowering. Overpowers even the rest of the bread. Uh, it's like burning my mouth. Uh, that's what uh, Prue says. Uh, then we go to Kate. Uh, and Prue says, I expect, I love squid ink, so I hope I can taste some. Like the octopus, like Paul says. Uh, they cut it up. They start tearing it apart. Uh, I mean, physically tearing it apart. Squidding comes through, which is suitable. And Paul says, this is very good. And we see a focus hold of flow, heavy crust, uh, beautiful structure, well done. Then we go to Sophie. Your colors are a little light. Uh, the plating's good. I like the basket, but, uh. Not seeing too much color. The apples aren't green. So uh, then they say, okay, dough's underdone. And actually, Bruce says, only marginally. Uh, she goes, it's more of the apple inside. Made it wet. Pleasant to eat. Uh, we go to Tom. His pink and yellow roses look good. Uh, they, and Bruce says, you got, or yeah, she says, you got great colors. Uh, Paul says the rose, the red roses aren't defined enough for me. Yellow roses are better. Quite exquisite. They go to the red one. Pink hue, was that what you were going for? He says, yeah. So he, like, is smart enough uh, to kind of say, oh, of course. Uh, but not much flavor. Bland. Then we go to Julia's mushroom and snail. There's, like, about a, they, the whole set must have been cracking up with the snail. It just, uh, they zoom in on it. Uh, they can't stop laughing. I mean, there must have been a lot of outtakes because they keep cutting. And Paul, even with the cuts, Paul can't put it together. And Bruce says, are you going to pull it together, Paul, or not? And uh, Julia's trying to pull it together from laughing. Uh, they say, okay, this beetroot and potato one feels lovely. Color's amazing. Texture's good. Nice flavor. 
Then they open the rye. Paul smells it. Uh, it's packing a punch to smell. This is going to be fascinating. Good crust, malty, great texture, great flavor. Really good bread. Then the top of the mushroom, or no, then the snail. They like the goat cheese and the onion. Uh, great taste. Uh, fantastic in there. And design is good. Well thought through, Julia. Very well done. Then we see Liam and Kate in flow stress. Cut outside. We go to the table talk. They say, okay, Stacy kind of uh, got herself out of the bottom there. Julia did lovely. Uh, uh, snail was humorous, they say. Goat cheese was and the onion was delicious, so she did a huge job. She pulled it off. Stephen was ex- exceptional, but uh, Bruce says, "Yeah, he didn't do good at the beginning, though." So I can't, we can't. I don't think we can give him Star Baker because he couldn't make a tea cake. And Paul says, "Huh?" Then they say, "Okay, what about Tom Jones's locker? Too much paprika, overpowered everything." Liam struggled, and uh, Bruce says, you know, Liam, he's so brave with his flavor. I just want him to, to, to get a little bit over this hump. Uh, and they then uh, Sandy says, are you going to be in agreement? And they say, eventually. Uh, but uh, uh, they kind of laugh. Two-power personalities, you know. See the outside, everybody's lined up. And they come out, uh, they say, okay, everybody. Uh, uh, this is the best bread week we've ever seen. Well done. That's what Paul says. Uh, Sandy's like, I get to announce a star baker, so that's good for me. Person who put the tea in the tea cake, uh, and their showstopper was from Russia with love is Julia. She's kind of in disbelief. Uh, Steven's a little bit FOMO, but, uh, he's happy for her. Tom's happy for her. Noel has to reveal he's going to leave us and said to say that we have to say goodbye to flow. It takes a little while, but, uh, they don't stretch it out too long. Sandy says, have a hug. Uh, Flo says, I'm fine with it, but she's down. We love flow. I mean, so yeah, she does a lot of exhaling and it's tough, uh, and they say, yeah, we're going to miss Flo. Paul says he's going to miss her, I think, the world of her. She says, I have enjoyed, enjoyed the ride, met some lovely people, and I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Then uh, I get back to normal. And Sandy goes, yeah, you must be exhausted. Uh, Liam goes, I got to level up. Uh, and Paul says, Julia was, you know, star breaker. Bruce says she was ambitious. Julia breathes a bit. Uh, she says, I didn't expect that. And shakes her head, but she's happy. And then they say, for Stephen, it's good for him to realize he can't dominate all the time. There's other bakers coming up behind him, and Julia's one of those. And he says, yeah, I had to come off my cloud. I got to practice. Uh, I'm headed back home tonight. And the oven's going back on. And with that, the episode comes to a close. So sleep well, my bakers. Uh, and I uh, hope this proves uh, to provide you with a good night's sleep. Good night.